The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour of blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Han Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8, and Comcast channel 230 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 p.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon. A landmark in Kali for over 95 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and conference and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Whether it's problems or praises, tests and trials or victories, Jesus will always make a way out where there is none. We just need to call upon his name and he'll be there. 
our church choir will sing for you this comforting song entitled, I'm in His Care. They will be led by Assistant Choir Director Rose Bahaku Carter, who will also accompany them on the organ, along with Edith Matsuki on the piano.
Nehemiah 8.10 reads in part, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And if you continue to put our trust in faith in Jesus and keep him in our hearts, he will never leave us nor forsake us. The multi-talented men and women of our church band under my leadership will play for you this comforting song entitled, How Can I Be Lonely?
Will you be ready, viewers, when Jesus returns in clouds of glory to rapture his people home? Our soloist this morning, trusty associate pastor Simon Sproke Sr., is awaiting that glorious day when Jesus says, Come up hither. This morning, he will sing for us this awe-inspiring song entitled, I Believe. Accompanying everyone will be associate pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Mason Asano singing the guitar, Iris Lock on the drums, and myself on the piano. flower grows I believe that somewhere in the darkest night a candle glows I believe for everyone who goes astray someone will come to show First John 4.19 simply says, We love him because he first loved us. The beautiful words of this song entitled, Surely you've cared for me, is not only comforting but reassuring to know that Jesus will always provide if we continue to walk with and talk with him daily. 
Please join in singing as the words appear on your television screen.
next scoop under the direction of Sally's podcast is a flute ensemble offering praises and thanksgiving to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in a song entitled, Joy is the Spirit of Love.
Husband and wife were with Associate Pastor Timothy and Emilia Hans, you know, who delight us with his song entitled, Blessed Jesus, You Are Our First Love. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this wonderful song to Mr. and Mrs. Jordan and Crystal Dawson of Avalo, Hawaii. May the Lord continue to pour out a double portion of his blessings upon you both in this life and that to come. Have a fantastic Sunday. Jesus, you are our first love. There is no other love that can compare. Blessed Jesus, it is your holy love. It is your perfect love that draws us to you.
is your holy love. It is your perfect love that draws us to you. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda. And I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. These telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. From 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in the home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kaimiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinlo in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. Has someone ever said to you, this world is not my home? Such a statement was never truer. I hope and pray that by the end of my sermon, which is entitled, Our Heritage, you will be convinced as to how important your salvation is if you wish to be in that elite group the members of whom will hear Jesus at his beck and call come up hither as he guides them on to their true homes in glory. In AD 64, during the reign of Nero, the fire of Rome took place in which almost the entire city 
was consumed. Tradition says that Nero caused the fire and that he watched while he played on his violin. Whether he started it or not, the blame was put upon the Christians, and of course, great persecutions arose against them. The epistles of Peter were written of these persecutions, which spread throughout the empire of Rome. Listen to Luke 22, 31 to 32. A warrant to Peter and to us today. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan had desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. This means when he turned back to me again, for the Lord knew that Satan was going to have his way with Simon Peter for a while, so that he would be weak and cowardly, but that God's prayer for Peter would assuredly be answered, and he would be converted. Read in 1 Peter 1, 3 to 4, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy had begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. These verses tell us that God has given us a new life, causing us to be truly born again of water and of the Spirit, and thus our lives become living and real. Our Savior rose from the tomb, overcoming death, hell, and the grave, and all who believe in Him will be raised from the dead when the trump of God sounds. Paul tells us in Romans 8, 16 to 17, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified together. It is truly exciting for one to receive notice that he has become heir to his parents' will and will be the recipient of great riches. However, this emotion is nothing when compared to the joy that will come to one who has been truly born of water and of the Spirit and living the life. For he's an apparent heir to God. He's apparent heir, heir apparent to God's eternal riches, and he joined heir with Christ as well. The Bible says we are joined heirs with Christ. Could that mean we will share on an equal basis with Lord Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God? The fact that we are named as heirs of God proves once and for all that we are in the family of God. Reading Ephesians 1.6, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the beloved. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. God accept us not because of anything that we have done, but because of the love that He has for the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, and therefore through Him we are accepted also. This everlasting inheritance will never end. In comparison, the joy from a vacation lasts for a moment, then the joy disappears. As heirs of God, we will never have regrets. Our enjoyment of God's kingdom will never end. Nothing impure will enter this kingdom. Our eternal inheritance will be the privilege of dwelling in the celestial city which John saw coming down from God out of heaven, as you find in Revelations 21, 27. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the land's book of life. 
So many of the world's beauties and pleasures are scathed by the sin-cursed, devil-may-care world. Even Moses, as the son of Pharaoh's daughter, turned his back on all that Egypt, which is a type of sin, held for him. Because he esteemed them as the pleasures of sin, Read Hebrews 11, 24 to 26. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the repentance of the reward. Praise and thank the Lord. Ours will be an undefiled inheritance that fadeth not away. With an experience of heavenly delight, it will never cease to be a blessing or a thrill. You in the viewing audience might be wondering, will I ever reach that blessed time? Others will, but maybe I will never make it. Listen to what Peter has to say to every redeemed child of God. In 1 Peter 1.4, he reads, to inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. No probate court will ever be able to take it away from you. No inheritance tax will ever deplete this great legacy. It is reserved for those who are truly born again, and the transaction is recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. I am glad that my place in heaven has been reserved for me, purchased by the precious blood of Jesus, and no one is going to tell me that I do not belong there. My place is reserved in heaven for me. However, someone may say, I cannot overcome to the end against the wiles of the devil. To you I say, here's Peter's last encouraging words found in 1 Peter 1.5, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Their inheritance is being kept for us, and we are being kept for the inheritance. For what are we being kept? Unto salvation, which will be complete when the Lord Jesus Christ comes again in the last days. For then all who believed in him will be raised. Those who are still alive will be caught up to be with him. Read in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, 17. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. These are comforting words for those of us living in these perilous times. The call, come up hither, will be the fulfillment of the rapture. The second question is, by what are we being kept? The answer is kept by the power of God, of course. Peter made the mistake of thinking he kept himself, especially during the incident when Jesus warned that before the cock would crow twice, Peter would deny him thrice. It was a hard lesson. But Peter learned that he could be kept only by the power of God. What Peter was saying was this, guarding the power of God and surrounded by the power of God. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Psalms 125, 2 reads, As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth, even forever. Proverbs 8, 10 tells us, The name of the Lord, that is Jesus, is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Therefore, our only means of security is to keep ourselves in keeping the power of God. A message was addressed to the strangers that is to the Jewish Christians 
who were scattered amongst the Gentiles. In a special sense, every Christian in every age is a stranger, a foreigner, and a pilgrim. Listen to Hebrews 11, 13 to 16. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them and embraced them, confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have an opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is in heavenly. For wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. As Christians, this world, yes, this world is not our home. Therefore, we should not be surprised if we feel like strangers in this sin-cursed world. Peter shows us that we are, one, chosen of God, and second, children of God. Read in 1 Peter 1, 2, Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. The world may reject those of us who worship this way, considering us strange and deceived, but it is blessed to know that we are really the chosen of God. Election is according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Paul makes it clear that we were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world, as was Jeremiah, Paul, and so forth. We read Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Jeremiah was chosen for his ministry, and Paul likewise chosen for his, as we read in Galatians 1, 10 to 12. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Revelation means something uncovered. Jesus revealed or showed himself to Paul at his conversion on the road to Damascus. Thus we are elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification or separation of the Spirit unto obedience, the obedience of faith and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Now there was a man named Nicodemus who was converted after witnessing how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power, as Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Yes, God was in the Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. During a period of 40 days, the risen Lord instructed the apostles of things pertaining to the kingdom of God, teaching them from the scriptures, Listen to Luke 24, 47, 48. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And it began with Peter's sermon in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. We read Acts 2, 36. Therefore let all the house of Israel know surely that God had made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Yes, it was clear that Jesus was the Messiah. No message could have been more unwelcome to the Jews who had rejected his messianic claims and crucified him. While Peter preached in power and demonstration of God's Holy Spirit, they that heard were pricked in their hearts and asked, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And that same question should be in the hearts of people. What must I do to be saved? Listen to Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
Yes, the Spirit of God fell upon the 120 believers who tarried in the upper room for 10 days, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, forming the first church of which Christ was and still is the head. Peter gave the greatest altar call of all time. 3,000 souls accepted the Lord and were baptized in Jesus' name. As we read in the 41st verse, then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there added unto them about 3,000 souls, praising God that they had all things common and were acceptable to all the people. The Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Outside the name of Jesus, one cannot be saved. Listen to Isaiah 43:11. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. This verse confirms Acts 4:12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Today, there are many noble and upright people who believe that their good life will earn them a home in heaven, but that is not so. Listen to John 3:5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the seventh verse, it reads, Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus. To be born of the Spirit is to speak in tongues or in an unknown language. Thus, we see by the Scriptures that baptism is essential to salvation. Jesus said in Mark 16, 16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Peter confirms this in 1 Peter 3, 21, the like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And being born again, my friends, is what we must do so that he can beget us again. We become children of God as we enter the family of God. What a glorious hope we have through this marvelous relationship. Our first birth was disappointing. We were dead in trespasses and sins, as we find in Ephesians 2, 1 and 2. And you, hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. But now we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. We read 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Distinguished from the old man, the new man is a regenerate man who has become a partaker of the divine nature and life and in no sense is he, the old man, made over or improved. The new man is Christ, formed in the believer. The two disciples who were on their way to Emmaus on that first day of the week after Jesus' crucifixion were met by the Lord. And in Luke 24, 16, it reads, But their eyes were holden that they should not know him. Reading Luke 24, 17 to 21, And he said unto them, What manner of communication are these that ye have one to another? as ye have walked and are sad. And to one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto him, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him 
to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Their hopes were shattered. But after he had been revealed to them, as, and as he broke bread in their home, they knew he had risen from the dead, as he said he would. Theirs became a living hope. Praise Jesus. Those who know him today are alive in Christ Jesus and have a living hope. Paul tells us in Romans 8, 24, 25, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. In your patience possess ye your souls. Paul declared many years ago, time is running out. Looking back over history, there are some startling signs that point to the end of this age. Could this valuable thing called time be running out for planet Earth? First, are we reaching the culmination of all things? Are we close to the time? We read Romans 8.22, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Secondly, when the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Third, when we shall hear the heavens pass away with a great noise and the elements melting with a fervent heat. We read in 2 Peter 3.10, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up the day of the Lord does not mean 24 hours, but a period of time beginning when the Lord Jesus Christ returns, establishes righteousness kingdom, and cleanses the heavens and the earth by fire. It is after the coming of the Lord Jesus for his true church. And fourthly, when we hear the sounds of Armageddon, reading Revelation 16, 15 to 16, behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked, and they see his shame. This verse is like the voice of Jesus breaking through the horror for an incident, calling warning to rebels and encouragement to those who have trust and faith and hope in him. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. Armageddon means the Mount of Slaughter. Many Greek battles have world have been fought there, and this great battle again is not just another battle between the nations of the earth. It is a united attack by nations of the earth against God and the Lord Jesus Christ. The important thing to remember is not the battle, but the victory of Jesus Christ. Finally, fifthly, when the Lord shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is for Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west by a very wide valley, so that one half of the mount shall withdraw northward and the other southward. The Lord God shall come, and all the saints with him, the true church to be in heaven by them, will come with the Lord when he returns in glory. Reading Revelations 19, 11 through 14, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. 
And the armies, that is the saints of God and members of the true church, which were in heaven, followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Isn't that awesome? We're coming back to earth with a king of kings and lord of lords. Jesus Christ, to rule and reign with him. Yes, if you'd like to know more about God's word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the Guru Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. Our church band will close our program with a song entitled, Tell It to Jesus.
preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.